This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to bring back a very, very special guest, a regular on the show. I'm very proud of that. James Black, a.k.a. the voice of Spurs, of course, singer at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We are back on the Spurs Chat Podcast with another edition of 20 Questions With, where I'll be posing 20 questions to James Black. Some of them will be about Tottenham. Some will be about his Fantastic career. Some will be funny and some, whilst well, a few, may be a little bit awkward. Um, I, cannot, I, I cannot wait for this. James, uh, great to have you back. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You didn't tell me about the awkward bit. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, I'm pleased to be here, man. I, I love your stuff, man. I'm pleased to be back. Well, just to tell everyone, I haven't prepped you on any of these questions, so uh, hopefully there will be a few surprises in there. But I wanted to start um, by asking you, how this past week or two has been for you in your career, because it has been amazing. You know, you were behind um, the um, the Ange song, which, of course, has gone viral. Um, first of all, you were singing it at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, as you do every home game. Uh, you wrote the song, you sang the song in the stadium. Various channels such as this put it out on social media. Uh, you've been on TalkSport. Uh, a couple of times you were on there last night talking to Majestic and uh, and Darren Ambrose as well. And then Robbie Williams sang the Big Ange song. How did that feel? How did it all start? And and how have these past few weeks been for you? Uh, oh, where do I begin? I mean, it, it, the, the song itself started, um, if you want to know that at the moment, is it started uh, when I was travelling. I travel in between the seasons, so I get some time off. And the song was born out of... Uh, Pochettino's comments about Chelsea being a big club and just at that moment you went oh you're dead to me that kind of sort of feeling of an ex-girlfriend with a new new boyfriend scenario and that's how it come from that lyrically and then was organically written off the back of that um like we played the way the want to comes off watching us in pre-season and then what happened I played it at the grounds and um I was just knocked back by the fans getting it straight away that's because they tell you if a song's good or bad they certainly let me know do you know what i mean and they got that straight away and i play with a drummer and he's we have monitors and we, we had to shout at the, at the sound guy turn it up we couldn't hear what we was doing because the crowd was so loud and at this point they'd um we all, all we'd seen was a two-all draw with brentford so we kind of knew I, I knew i was not something that the fans were connecting with straight away see michael bridge from sky sports coming through <laughs> I've only done it once by then, and he come and sung on the mic. I'm loving Big Ange instead. He knew what was coming. Uh, I think that's that was what I'm proud of. Really, the fans kind of knew what was going to come with, with, with the lyrics, so it was quite nice. Um, yeah, and off the back of that, played it at the stadium pre-game. Um, uh, after, like I say, one or two times going through it, they've picked it up and they've got it. And then um, post-game again, it went massive. 
Uh, I think people started to share it around social media. I mean, I put it up at myself a bit, but I leave social media to do its thing. It's a machine that I don't really understand too much. So some of it, it takes two, some of it doesn't take. And that's the best way is you've got to let the fans decide because uh, it's all about the fans, whether it's good or not. Um, and they'll, they'll decide by sharing it and, and wanting to be proud of it with somebody else, you know. So um, that just went viral within 24 hours. I was uh, getting messages and from Australia and press straight away, to, from Optus Sport and uh, from Richard Wait Gerard Waitley at SCN Melbourne. Um, I hadn't heard of these guys before, but they're, they're big players out there. Uh, my, my housemate watches a bit of Aussie Rules. And then um, some Aussie guys did a podcast and it kicked it off again, but it picked up on it. And it just, it's been still going now. And I just, I don't really, part of me doesn't really understand it because <laughs> I'm trying, I'm thinking about the next one, but I am very proud of it. And, but the difference is the best thing I've been sent, if I'm honest, there was a, the, the boat party to Fulham, the game, obviously, but yeah. we've got a cup on the way there and watching the fans sing it off their own back and videos I was getting sent of that, that, I mean, I'm a Tottenham boy, that's it. It's, I'm Tottenham over music, but as you know, like a million times over, music comes very, very secondary to me. So hearing Tottenham fans sing it off their own will, not, that, that's much better than even Robbie for me. Like that's, that's nothing compared to like, the, the Tottenham fans getting hold of it. And then I was, um, I was, I was in a pub uh, on a Sunday, last Sunday or Sunday before, I can't remember, it's been a bit of a haze. And um, someone sent me a message saying, Robbie's going to um, perform it at Soundcheck. And I'm thinking, no, <laughs> that can't be happening. Uh, it didn't happen. I was on a Saturday, sorry. And on a Sunday, he said, it's on. And I was had a few drinks by then. I wasn't really paying attention. I was saying, what's on? He said, check his Instagram. And then it just appeared on his Instagram, him singing it. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what's going on? Uh, after all these years, someone's improved angels. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's brilliant. Like he's, he put it up. Then there was a moment where I was super proud of it. And then um, someone started sending me a message going, there's no credit there, there's no credit. I mean, there's credit in the fact that he's done it for me, first off. Like, and the, the bottom line for me is, the streets know, do you know what I mean? I think Spurs fans know straight away. They were there in the stadium. And the, another thing that happened was the fans got onto that, like just organically as well, which is, again, was was better than me than hitting seeing it because having that backing from my own fans, like I think it would be anybody's dream who's a real Tottenham fan, you know, it's, it's anybody's dream. So having them help me uh, on, in that terms was better than even if he did credit me. And uh, he did end up crediting me, which was amazing on talk sport and then the club credited me got in touch and i've been chatting to the club which is nice uh, and, they're, and they're sort of happy for everything that i've done in terms of that and because i imagine there's been some more fans that's come off the back of it and i'm proud of that i, I love my club to, for over everything so anything that helps my club i'm super proud of mate you do seem to have been credited by robbie williams as you said credited by the club and it was even brought up in a press conference with Ange postacoglu how did that feel when Ange was talking about your song? Again, amazing. Like I know, I know the kit guy. I did, I did a thing, a charity thing for the kit guy. Um, it's amazing stuff that he's doing. And he um, he sent me a message saying that he really likes it. And I was like, what? Wow, this is like this is amazing. Again, it's, it's that's the only thing you really want. Do you know what I mean? You don't really want anything more than that because that's what it was done for. Um, so I kind of knew that he knew it was me. But to have the um, decorum to mention it's come off the back of a fan might mean nothing to him, but it's, that's massive again for me, like to, to know that he's, uh, that he's heard it and he knows it's come off like someone before Robbie and I know that he knew it's from me through Dukesy, the kit guy. Um, yeah, it's lovely, mate. It's, 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 it's exactly how you would think it would feel. It's, you feel like, I guess all as Tottenham fans, all we really want to do is help the club in some manner. And when if you feel like you've done that even slightly, that's the bit that feels nice. Just helping the club in any kind of way, whether it's helping the fans to sing something, whether it's helping like the club in get more more following or more fans, or that's what we're all in it for in the end of the day, isn't it? 
James, if anyone is listening or watching uh, this at the moment and they don't have a clue what we're talking about, you're going to perform the song now. Oh, um, okay. But I, I, I tell you what, if, if, if they haven't heard it already, where on earth have you been? <laughs> yeah, what have you been up to? Look at now. Yes, right. please, James. Here it comes. I've heard this a few times myself. When I'm lying in my bed, thoughts running through my head. Pochettino is dead. I'm loving big hands instead. And through it all, we play the way we want to. Big ass boss to call blue Whether I'm right or wrong It's big and bold You can keep your budget secret Can't say I'm Mourinho Even Christian goes It's everywhere we go I'm loving big and instead Fantastic. Thank you, James. Oh, there right. is more music on the way from James Black on this stream, so do look out for it. Um, James, what I wanted to ask you next is you come from a rock, ba rock band background. Um, you once toured with Kasabian. Tell us all about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the band I was in, it was called The Howling. Uh, we was doing really well. We um, managed to hit the ground running um, in London. and we, we surrounded ourselves almost straight away with quite cool gigs and hanging out and uh, finding ourselves in the circles of celebrities and bands, um, which is great fun. And um, the problem that, that come with that, uh, being completely honest, is the party side of that. So that sort of lends itself to a party side that um, got a bit full on. <laughs> it's like, it's not as, I don't think it's as cool as what people kind of think it might be. It's, it's like you're, hung over quite a lot of the time going from one place to another in the back of vans into sort of not great hotels. And so the, the nights are brilliant and the days are, like, get full on as you get older. And so I got to the point where I was like, I just don't want to do this. But the tours in with Kasabian were um, were just incredible. Yeah, I, I, know, I know those guys. Um, we, we met them a few times and hung out with them a few times. I can still call them close friends of mine after all these years. Um, so yeah, it was organically from kind of knowing them. I think that the tours come about, but it, it was yeah, it was insane. Best one we did was Paradiso in in Amsterdam. Um, I can't remember the capacity, but it was crazy. And Kasabian were coming out to support us, like to show show themselves and show their love for the bands, uh, which was really cool. Um, yeah, I remember that night, but I don't remember what happened after the gig really. Exactly, <laughs> Amsterdam. Was it venues all around the world then, James? No, it's Europe, really. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't around the world, but it was, it was just an incredible experience because those guys, well, Serge is the one that I'm, I'm really, you know, is, is a close friend of mine and he, he's a lovely guy. He's just incredible. Um, I can remember when they played at Hyde Park and they'd got us tickets to it and they just absolutely smashed the whole thing. And then we go backstage, got to chat to them backstage and that, and all they want to talk about is our bands and they've just done that so i just couldn't believe it um yeah it's just, it just i think nice people get to the top by just being genuinely good people a lot of the time and that's what serge is like he's a he's a, he's a top lad and, and until the run-in for leicester and tottenham where i didn't talk to him too much that year so i've got quite a lot of stick off him <laughs> um so yeah phone was on silent quite a bit for that James, Mick, uh, Mick writes on screen now, Spurs should have Robbie Williams and James singing to the crowd at the home game, getting the crowd to join in. Is that the dream? Um, the, the dream is, the dream for me has already happened. The dream is seeing the videos of that, them singing it in the, on the boat and there's prop, because they're like, for me, the travelling fans for uh, at Fulham that time, especially on the boat party, are like uh, hardcore, like backbone, real true fans and I've, I've always loved the away fans atmosphere that Tottenham's had. I mean, I love the home as well, but the away fans just got something that's so yeah. 
And just seeing that for me is already enough. But in regards to if the home crowd sing it or if the crowd sing it, that's completely up to, and I won't be, I mean, it'd be lovely to hear, but it, it's up to the crowd and it should be that way. It's up to the fans to take it on if they feel like it. And if they don't feel like it, they don't. And I think that's what um, chants should be. Do you know what I mean? It's there fully for the fans to, I've had my bit out of it by having fun with it. You know what I mean? So in regards to if Robbie will do it, I don't really know. I've not really had too much to deal with that side, really. I mean, I stole his song, he stole my lyrics, so we're at one all, do you know what I mean? But now he's stealing my song. <laughs> it would be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it could and should happen one day. Yeah, um, I think I've been in contact with him, haven't they? And so I don't yeah. really know. Yeah, is the answer. So sorry, Nick. Let's see what happens. They've sent him shirts. Have they sent you any? No, not got anything yet. But I've got to say on that matter, the club have been amazing. They're, they're, they've been lovely to me. They've been in contact quite a few times. Really happy with everything I'm doing uh, at the club and sent some lovely messages. I think there's talk of a few things happening at match day. I don't really know all the ins and outs. I don't know how much I can say on that, but I know there's, they're thinking about maybe bringing cameras down for certain parts. And I'll be at the White Hart Bar on, in um, uh, the east side, level five, five, two, five. If anyone wants to come in for the Sheffield United game, they're all about bringing, you know, the match day uncut thing. That's this yeah. talk of that. And there's talk of now, um, they because they've seen what I've done for the club and they're happy with it, they want to open up engagement, like ongoing between myself and the club. And again, that just beats everything for me. I don't I don't really need a shirt, man. I'm a Tottenham man. I've always been a Tottenham man. I've got about five, nothing about, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean I, I, don't, don't get me wrong, like a shirt, I'd love it. But um, yeah, I don't need to be... Uh, sold on the Tottenham dream. It's already my dream. James, as well as music, you've also been in a couple of uh, TV comedy shows with the likes of Noel Fielding, who I believe is a personal friend of yours. Tell us all about that. Uh, yeah, again, that's, that's come from the band's times I was in. I was in a band, like I said, mentioned The Howling, and he used to come down and he was uh, used to enjoy our shows and we just had a laugh straight away. He's such a fun guy. Um, that we just connected straight away. And this was in 20... Oh, this You're talking about 10 years, I think. Talking about 10 years ago. And um, we just stayed in very close contact. Um, I go out to see, see him quite a lot. He lives quite local to me as well. Um, we hang out quite a bit. Not so much since COVID. I've not seen him as much since then. Um, but still enough. And, yeah, he's a, he's a close friend. He's a really, really good guy. Uh, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and one of the fastest wit witted guys I've ever been anywhere near. So we kind of try and duke ourselves against each other. And we go out for coffees around here, around Hampstead Heath and a few, do you know what I mean? A cheeky. Is he, into, is he into football? Yeah, he's he's actually really good, man. He's like, he, he, he had um, he had trials. I can't remember who for, but he had trials for um, a top club. He's actually really good at football. Not so much when we're playing it in, in our winkle pickers. Do you know what I mean? Tony <laughs> What team does he support? Um, he doesn't really. But no, um, no he's, he's just, and that sounds very cliche, but more a fan of football. So we watched the World Cups together. Uh, done that a few times and we just hang out and just watch it together. And there was a time when um, neither of us were like going out, didn't want to party, didn't want to go out and drink too much, just wanted to sit in and have a laugh. And so... I think it was the time, it was that World Cup when Brazil smashed someone, 7-0 or something. What was that World Cup? How long ago was that? It was Germany. Germany, Germany, yeah. That one, we watched the whole, whole of that World Cup together, I can remember that. Um, but yeah, we just um, hang out, have fun, have a laugh, just, do you know what I mean? So he's, a, he's, a, he's a really, really good mate and a top lad, man. James, next question for you is a nice, easy one. Why Tottenham Hotspur? Sorry? Why Tottenham? Why? Uh, well, I mean, other than being the greatest club in the world, why Tottenham Hotspur? There's a, well, now, as I'm seeing it after choosing it, like, you know a Tottenham Hotspur fan. It's just a bit cooler. Do you know what I mean? A bit more, just a bit more about them. Do you know what I mean? Compared to the other clubs. I mean, it's very obvious to me. But why, why I started with Tottenham was Gascoigne. Um, like, I'm just, I'm just like always up for like, just, Bit of, bit of a cheeky lad trying to have a bit of fun, just a bit of a crack. And uh, in school, that kind of personality really struck a chord with me. 
I'd already watched Tottenham and, and liked to in, in 87 until Gary Mabbott's knee got involved. And then there was like a bit of a little bit of a gap, still into football, still at Tottenham, but not not die hard. And then in 1989, Gaza got involved. I went to watch him. Um, my first game, I don't know if that's one of your questions, but my first game was in uh, 1989. I'm showing my age big time here, aren't I? And I was in the home end, Luton, Tottenham, Hotspur. My dad had taken me there. And it was one all. And then Gascoigne scored. So I just jumped up. I was like eight years old or something like that, seven, eight years old. I just jumped up, I was going crazy. And my dad just like properly had to just grab me and just take me out. And then like, because I was cheering for Tottenham and everything. And as he's taking me out, I hear another cheer and I'm going, oh, what's going on, what's going on? He said, thinking, is it two all? He said, no, that's, you know when you know it's a home or away cheer, don't you? So my dad kind of knew it now. Three months, I started cheering again. And I'm surrounded by like Luton fans and stuff. And <laughs> I still quite love the adversity of it, but uh, that was my first proper taste of it. And I remember it, I can still remember it so clearly, Gascoigne scoring. There'll probably be a number of Tottenham Hotspur fans in the home end this season at Luton with the, yeah. with the ticket allocation. Um, yeah. James, you spoke a little bit there about your favourite player being Paul Gascoigne. Um, I know it's very, very difficult. When I get asked that question, who's your favourite player? You tend to then reel off five, ten players that you've enjoyed watching uh, you know, during um, your time as a fan. Who would they be? Who, who have you most enjoyed watching over the years? Over the years? Uh, I, I think we're yeah, definitely Gascoigne. Um, I like the creative, so um, I love, love watching Ericsson. Um, I like watching Ginola. Uh, Dembele, I loved. But yeah. Dembele, for me, having that feeling of he's not going to lose that ball, yeah. that is very rare. Basuma's getting slightly like it for me at the moment, if I'm honest with you. But that Dembele, was, he's got to be in the top three or four Spurs players I've seen live, Dembele, maybe in the top two. Like um, I loved him. So, yeah, I like, I like the creative. I love Ginola, watching Ginola. I like watching Lineker, but only for the for the goals. Do you know what I mean? I like I liked the aura of him uh, when I was a young lad. Um, who else is there? Mabbott. I liked. I liked Mabbott. I liked uh, Ruddock. Remember uh, Razor Ruddock? I liked watching him because he was like getting in there, getting involved. But I'm more leaning towards yeah, the creatives. Creatives like so Madison for me to drink. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. James, of course, you play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium every home game. Um, some people would say it's the dream job, um, singing at the stadium. Um, what is that like and how did you manage to get that job? But what was the first game that you performed at? So the first, I was in a, um, I was in a, a game, a Tottenham game, and uh, we found ourselves, I think it was in the corporate area, somewhere, somewhere along that, and someone was playing and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I reckon I could do this and can I have a shot at it? I'd get a bit cheeky, I suppose, with it. And he just took, the guy took down my details, the guys for um, Hattrick Creative, those, those guys. And they were really good with me. And I just said, look, I'll just come down and do an audition. They said, yeah. It was when we was playing at Wembley. Playing at Wembley. And um, there was some people doing auditions, but not too heavy on the Tottenham stuff. And I was, I'm just like a fan first and music second. So Mickey Hazard was there. And I turned to Mickey and said, I'd already talked to him and said, I'm going to have to play in a minute. And he was great, by the way. And, he's, and I said, look, all I've got is Tottenham. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know. I don't want to be up there doing that thing, I don't think, really. But nobody else is doing it. He said, well, you do Tottenham and I'll sing along. <laughs> and 
I got up there and I did. I was doing I Want to Spend the Spurs. And he was like singing along and shooting and laughing. And, and he, he was amazing. And I reminded him of that story at the charity game. And he said, yeah, you owe me money for that, James. Because <laughs> he started it all for me, really. He helped me, helped me at the very start of the audition. The fans are kind of liked a bit of somebody who was, I guess, in the same sort of boat as they're in. And it went from there. I guess I saw a little bit of a gap and just using... I knew I'd be authentic because it's just like, like I say, it's spurs over everything. And also just wanting to do it. And in, in terms of what what's the job like, it's... It is a dream. So, yeah, I do work for Spurs, but only on match days. And and it is a dream. But when it goes sour, it's I feel the same as every single fan. I'm absolutely gutted. Like, yeah. like the sort of fan who just wants to just go home, turn all the lights off, don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I, I take it quite hard. I've always have done all my life. But when I say Spurs, everything, it, 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 I'm one of the people, unfortunately. It just fe- affects my whole mood swings. So then you're in a position where you this you like this anyway, and now you're watching the game, and this whatever happens, you've got to go and sit on that stool and you've got to play, and you know there's going to be fans that are like, "What are you doing?" They don't understand that you're employed, and you've got to do it. If you don't do it, then you're not coming back. And as it's the dream job, you've got to go through the hard bits. So you have to be very careful about what you play. So I kind of tend to let everybody not stick around who's not going to stick around because I wouldn't want to hear it if I didn't want to hear it, do you know? So you've got to manage that. And over the years, I've kind of got a little bit better at that, really, while still staying within my contract of what I'm supposed to do. And then you just let the set lead itself. It's very hard to do Tottenham if you've just lost. I remember we lost last minute to Bournemouth. And, but then you, I'm in a position now where some people will come sort of up to see me to cheer themselves up if they've lost. And although I don't feel like doing it, I've got a service to some people that's part of my job. So it's, that is very, very hard to deal with because you don't, and you know the people are out there who don't really want to hear it. People do want to hear it. People, what do you play? Can't just sit there playing Radiohead for 45 minutes just because what, they've lost. What do you play, James? If we do lose a game, what do you play? You know, so you sit there that some people will come up and want to see you because they want to be cheered up. So what, what do you play? Because I can imagine that that is quite difficult. Very difficult. So what I kind of do, and I've always done, it's why I get gigs, like outside of Tottenham, I, I'm a full-time musician and I get gigs around London by doing this. I, I do like mashups of things in terms of like, I'll just do a little bit of this, tease that, you know, is that right? Listen to the crowd. I kind of let them decide if it's the right thing to do. So I will, I do stuff that leads into Tottenham songs. And a lot of people were, were there kind of know roughly sometimes what's coming and what will, what will happen off the back of this. And I see if they're about to start singing something or I do a little bit and then I'll just dip back out. My whole aim, if, if it's a defeat, if they're all, a lot of people are going through, if it's anything like me, going through an awful moment at the minute, don't upset them anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's all yeah. about trying to help them. I'm sort of contracted to do. And if it means me doing something I'm not comfortable with sometimes, that's part of it. So I just kind of dip in, see if it's right to do, and then dip back out. But if it's a defeat, I don't think many people are going to be sitting there wanting to listen to too much Tottenham stuff, depending on the manner of the defeat as well. So you have to like take it all into consideration. Like through the Contan Mourinho years, it got a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, when we was losing and we was playing just bad football. And I, like, I've been lucky enough to trade off authenticity of being a fan and feeling how I feel. And so as cliche as it might sound, I do let that come in. And so what, what sort of stuff would I want to be hearing? But some fans think, why are you doing it? What's going on? And I've just got to. That's just, there's, no, there's no choice for me. Like, if I walk away, then I'm never coming back. And there'd be somebody else out there. Um, well, well, hopefully, James, there'll be many new songs and I think you'll be partying throughout the whole of the season oh, with yeah. Ange Coglu. Yeah, but the thing is, I think it, even if we lose with Coglu, I think fans are just taken to it. Like, it's just the way that he's playing. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier, even if we was to touch wood, um, come across uh, less than decent results. I think the fans are still backing him. I really, really do. And, um, so it should be easier to play the right things. 
James, three items you would take on a desert island. What items can, can't, can't you do, do without on a daily basis? Yeah, I don't take a desert island. Wow. Um, I'd have to take my guitar. I knew that one was coming. I'd have to, man. I'd have to. Like, it's, I take it. Um, I, I didn't take it once traveling. And it was because because <laughs> it was so expensive. It's like almost like doing a ticket. Or I was doing going around a load of countries. And I just saw my mood just dip. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to definitely take that. Take the guitar. I would take. You allowed? You allowed electrics and stuff. You allowed your phone and all that. Is that well, you, you probably so, haven't got an electric point to plug it in. <laughs> that's, a silly, that's a silly answer, isn't it? I would say. What would I take? Uh, but you can take it. Can I take people with it? Yeah. Okay. Wicked. Linda Lusardi from the eighties. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> so, Linda Lusardi from the 80s, my acoustic guitar and a couple of romantic candles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, d I don't know how you're going to light them, but yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's> <laughs> James, another funny one for you. Um, what would you choose? Playing one Premier League game for Tottenham Hotspur or singing alongside Robbie Williams in front of 60,000 fans at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Playing one limit uh, Premier League game for Tottenham Hotspur every day. Oh, that'd be incredible. Can I choose the game as well? Even if I couldn't choose the game. Playing, playing, yeah, 100%. I imagine that. Like, I, like, you, any good at, you any good at football? I'm all right. No, I wasn't great, if I'm honest. I'm all right. Like, I, I broke my foot. My, le my left foot was broken not so long ago, about two years ago, by... And I didn't even get tackled. And not only did it break, I just turned quickly and I was wearing a friend's football boots and the whole thing just shattered. It was during COVID, so we couldn't get an ambulance out. So I had to be carried by my mates and my foot was dangling like this. And it's all broken. Oh, wow. I got to the hospital. Uh, the doctor said, do you want the bad news or the bad news? I said, well, yeah, what's going on? He said, it's broken, but it's like a jigsaw. It's broken in about 16 different places. And that's just from turning quickly. I'm just too old, Chris. Do you know what I mean? But I wasn't any... I wasn't that good anyway. I, I, mem I remember in the, in the Cubs, it was, I was all right, but I was a sub, you know what I mean? So I remember uh, <laughs> we had to pay a pound to play. And I got to the stage where I'm thinking, I just want to keep this pound and spend it on sweets. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be, don't want to be down on the pitch. So the manager used to call, call me about 10 minutes to go. And I used to run off. I used to run off around the pitch. I wanted to just buy sweets on my own. So that was a dedication to playing. So I was all right. I was about, uh, I was a four out of ten, mate. Was you any good? I was okay. I was okay, yeah. Um, James, you, you mentioned about your first game away at Luton. What was the first game at White Hart Lane and what do you remember about it? First game at White Hart Lane? I can't remember. First game at White Hart Lane? It would have been nine early nineties, but I can't really remember too much about that. To be honest, yeah. Well, I remember one big memory that sticks in my mind is the um, centenary year. But that was my first game with the flags coming out before all draw with Aston Villa. Was it? Yeah. That that is. I mean, I have a few hazy memories of my you know, like the the band days. Haven't really helped out with that scenario. But my first <laughs> game, my first game at Wild Lane would have been nineties, early nineties. I was at the Klinsman Sheffield Wednesday game as well, actually. Remember that? Yeah. That, yeah, that was amazing. Um, also, you know, the centenary year is the one that sticks in my head the most because of them flags and, the, and the, the game was just insane. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a season ticket holder until it was like late 90s. I started going regularly, I suppose, early 2000s. Um, so yeah, I can't. I can't remember my first. I can't not truthfully remember my first game in the nineties. I mean, I can remember Klinsman, remember Sheringham, but don't remember the first game. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah, the incredible partnership. Them too. One of, oh, one of my favourites. Reckon that's yeah. the best of that. I I think it's the partnership I've most enjoyed. I know, of course, Hunmin Son and Harry Kane were exceptional as well, but that that partnership with Klinsman and Sheringham was just unreal. I'd love yeah. to. I, I, I was absolutely gutted um, when Klingsman left Spurs at the end of that season. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was at the last game of the lane as well. I was gutted then because that that uh, um, atmosphere, uh, and I guess it's how close you are to pitching that as well. I suppose it, yeah. it was just incredible, and I, that was un, an unbeaten season, wasn't it? I think that that last one. Yeah. There. And yeah. I remember and a rainbow coming over. I was at the whole after show party stuff, and we was we was drinking. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a really posh boy. I really ain't. I'm complete opposite. Look at my room. But we was drinking gin infused from the pitch. Yeah. Would I've got a that? bottle of it. Yeah. Jesus, we are the posh boys, Chris. We're not the real. real there we are. Um, yeah. That, I remember drinking gin infused from the pitch that day. But that was, that was insane. That last game at the lane. Yeah. I can remember that. That's a bit nearer. Yeah. Uh, but that was unbelievable. James, talk us through 2019, the Champions League final, because um, I always say that it was probably one of the best days of my life up until about 20-odd seconds of the final. Um, the, the atmosphere leading up to that final was simply incredible. Of course, the way that we beat uh, Manchester City, the way that we beat Ajax. Of course, you then came up with this fantastic new song uh, that the Spurs fans got behind and they were singing it. How did that feel? How did that feel to be a part of that whole Champions League final? Um, it was incredible. How, how was it for you? Uh, that, that was a better moment than this, how it was going on with, with the Robbie thing, mainly because the team was in a great moment. And that's, again, I could talk them over music, but that feeling of my team being in the Champions League final, I never thought I'd see it, really. So I just couldn't believe it. I can remember I watched the semi-final on my own because I was so nervous that I know I'd get, this is going to sound like I'm a bit crazy, but I know I would get just really annoyed if like, somebody was talking over it or I couldn't watch it. And so I just sat there in, in my, on my own watching it. A lot, a lot of my Tottenham mates wanted to watch it together and I just couldn't do it. And going down, 2-0 down, I was like, oh, okay, it's all over. The way that we've come back, and I wasn't drinking or anything. I wasn't doing anything, just sitting there just watching the game. I can remember ending up in the garden with my top off, just screaming and shouting, going crazy, and then just coming to and sort of going, what's happened? What's, why am I in the garden? And I've never had that moment so sober in my life, like just not knowing yeah. what happened. I had to run back in to catch the last few seconds. It's that euphoric that it, that it just beats everything. Anything that you've done, everything that you've done, anything I've done in music, any moment I've had, that was so euphoric. So off the back of that, the club invited me to the ground screening. So I wasn't going to go to Madrid. And I had, I had a toss up to whether go to Madrid or to play in the ground if we won. So I took the ground because a few of my mates uh, wanted to go to it as well. So when I got to the ground and then I walked out and they were singing my lyrics so now I'm sat in the stadium about to watch the Champions League final and my song's going around the stadium. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? That's, that was an unbelievable feeling. And then the club had messaged me saying, we've got a stage for you when we win. I didn't know, I'd never got to find out where it was or what was going on, but they had everything set up for me. So that personally, just for me personally, that moment of, wow, this could be like, could just be playing after winning the Champions League final. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then that handball, 30 seconds in, it went from probably one of the greatest, fondest moments of my life to up one of the worst. Um, and then from that on, it was just a boring, nothing final. And yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pick yourself up from that, isn't it? I guess it was for all of us. It was very, very hard to come out of that. And I think that's Pochettino struggled with that as well. I think, and I think the team did going from that moment to that yeah. crash. We all felt um, it was very, very difficult. It's it's funny, James. I was in Madrid for four days after that final, and uh, I don't think I really said two words to anyone. No. Sulking, sulking, sulking. It, it really I'm was. Good. Like, I become like the eight-year-old fan, like nine-year-old fan again. Do you know what I mean? That's that. Them moments, yeah. the childlike. In, well, I get that quite a lot with the games, but especially these moments, you. Like I said, in the garden, not know what's going on. I just, that's what Tottenham does to me. And I, I've got nothing in my life that comes any even close to that. But same with you. And isn't that lovely, though? That's, isn't that amazing? I know it's, it's a hard club to have that attached to, but I couldn't change it or couldn't change it for the world anyway, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. 
James, what ex-players and managers have you met over the years? Um, of course, I know um, when when we met um, only a couple of months ago when you played at the uh, the Legends game, uh, you were singing in front of the likes of Jermaine Defoe and uh, Edgar Davids and Dawson and Ledley King and people like that. Um, who who has been really nice to you face to face? Who you have met? Um, Sandro. Um, oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, um, he's brilliant. Ledley King was great. Dawson was great. Defoe, I can't, can't remember anybody. Was Defoe was great. Um, we went out into the players bit afterwards, and they asked me to uh, Dukesy, the guy. I don't know if you know about him, the kit guy Steve Steve Dukesy yeah. doing a charity for his dad. I'll mention that actually. If you go to his Instagram, S T E D one hundred and three, there's a charity. There's a charity single of mine to download. It all goes to amazing cause. So he's helped me out with stuff like that, and he's a fantastic man. And that's one of the reasons I got to meet all these ex-players uh, before that um i did um i did get to meet gaza and not only did i get to meet gaza i got to meet gaza at wembley whilst he talked me through the goal in the semi-final at arsenal and i was i was looking at the goal and i just couldn't believe that the best bit about that story i was with a i was with a young lady she was like mid-30s or whatever was with uh, me and a few other lads had gone to him, can we meet you uh, across the box? And he's gone, no, 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 it can't be the accent. Then he's kind of seen her, I think, like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, I think. He spent the whole time at, at the start shaking my arm whilst looking at her. When was it? I can't remember what year that would have been. That would have been 2018, 2017. Was this um, when he was a guest at, at Spurs at Wembley? Must have been. Oh, it was there right. to watch Spurs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it must have been one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then yeah. he just. Why was you there as well? No, I saw him do a uh, a meet and greet before the game. Yeah, and then he, and, and then he went into one of the boxes, and then he was a half time guest. Right, it was. It must have been then, but yeah. he was he was absolutely superb, and he was just talking through his goal. Uh, and then uh, when I left, <laughs> when we left him, I shouted out, "I'm off! I'm off to get me suit measured!" And he laughed. He said, "Sorry, guys, I've got to go. I'm off to get me suit measured." <laughs> it's a nice moment for him. me. That's fantastic. Uh, but he was he was absolutely brilliant. Like he's he's still he's still sharp. He's still well, humour wise. He's still sharp. He's actually doing a um, a legends night with Echo sixty one uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, if anyone does want a ticket, do check the website out. Um, James, that. next question. Sorry, mate. So, wait, is that is that Epsom? Yes. Yeah, that looks really cool. That. Yeah. Hmm. Um, James, next question for you. I know from when we spoke before, you like to travel. Um, what's the most interesting place that you visited around the world and the most interesting place in the UK? Interesting place, definitely Peru. Unbelievable. Uh, it's like you're walking around in a screensaver. It's like it's not real. I remember I got to Peru and I travel like I say in between seasons. I got to Peru and my... Um, I just tried to get on a plane and they said, no, you need your third jab to get on this plane. I'm like, what? No, no, you don't. And the rules changed overnight. So I said, I can't get on the plane. Then they said, well, we'll jab you with COVID now. And I was like, all right. So I just got it underneath the stairs in the airport. Just got jabbed again with, with COVID. Then got put on a plane. Obviously, the altitude on top of just being jabbed with COVID. And then I landed. And I'm in Cusco, which is the second or third highest city in the world. So I've now got altitude sickness, COVID, and, and, <laughs> and just got off the plane. And then I got in the taxi and my passport had been stolen. So it's all in the first hour of getting to Peru. I'm thinking, oh, this is oh no. But the good thing that come out of that is when everyone goes to Cusco or this area to go to Machu Picchu, I was too ill. So I just couldn't do it. You look out of sickness. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's, it's not a joke, man. It's unbelievable. It's like you feel like you're 90 years old and you're wheezing. So um, I just booked extra days at this hotel. It's nice, quite cheap. You got to you get like a jacuzzi in your room for like about 10 or a night. It's unbelievable. So I just kind of, I was looked after. All right. And then, um, I, I, I went to this little town called Olontaytumbu. I sound like Joey from friends. Then I making up a chart line, uh, Olontaytumbu. It was cool. When well, I went backpacking through Olontaytumbu. Um, and it, that's where people go to get the train to Machu Picchu. And I just started following these, uh, farmers up into their farms and, and, you're in the sacred valley of the Incas and it just looks like a postcard. It's unbelievable. And I'm just the only person there. Everyone just goes to um, Machu Picchu. So that's definitely the most magical place I've ever been to. 
Um, in the UK, UK. Uh, Lake District. I like yeah. Lake District. Yeah. Is that UK? Yeah. Yeah. No, I went. I went there last summer. Really, really okay. nice. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, your favourite Tottenham Hotspur shirt of all time? Ninety-one Cup Final. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people, but I do quite like the eighty-one Cup Final. Though I wasn't a fan at the time, but I, I do like the middle crest. I think that's really cool. Is that the eighty-one Cup Final? It, is it just the association of those years winning trophies? Is it just all about the trophy? No, it is for me. It is for I mean, me. Really. <laughs> no, I quite like the cent the centenary one as well. Is good, isn't it? I quite like that. But yeah, but the ninety one cup final. Yeah, it's just it's Gascoigne. It's, well, Gascoigne for about seven minutes. Um, yeah, I love it. I, the thing about the cup final one, I did a thing for Yorkshire Spurs. I went over to meet Gary Mabbitt was doing a chat, and um, he told me a great story about Gaz. Actually, I might tell you later. But it, I can remember. I had the 91 Cup final top. I was like, oh, can you sign this? And he go, and I had a wine stain on it from the from the thing before I did for Glasgow Spurs where someone had poured wine over it. So I was trying to get someone to cover it up. I said, Mabbitt, can you sign over this wine stain? He goes, no, nah, I have to sign under the badge. I was the captain of the, the Cup winning team. I have to sign under the badge. And I never knew that. So I've got it signed with his name under, under the badge. But that was quite cool. Gary Mabbitt's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, great guy. Very nice. Great guy. That stuff he does for charity, you must know. That's unbelievable. Yeah. James, you've spoken a lot about music during this chat so far. Um, what type of music do you listen to? Who are your favourite bands? What kind of music do I listen to? I listen to... I'm just, I'm just quite old, old school, really. I'm, I'm still quite an indie. So I, I like uh, Kasabian, Oasis... That kind of feeling. If I'm if I'm going out for a run or like going down the gym and stuff, like it's it's that kind of. I listen to Oasis live quite a lot. I like the live uncut like stuff where it's real. I like I like that. I'm just I'm stuck in my ways. I think a little bit with certain things like that. I like Kings of Leon's cool. I like that. And then then I feel Arctic Monkeys. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. If you could have dinner with three current. Or former Spurs players or managers, dead or alive, who would they be, and what would you like to ask them? Oh. So just, just, just proving that you weren't prepped up for these questions. Jesus Christ, it does, doesn't it? I want to hear a thing, man. Could have told me. Uh, <laughs> my my answers for the desert island were shockingly bad, weren't they? Um, my three players. I'd have to hundred percent have to have Gazza in there, hundred percent. I know it's a running theme, but he's just literally the person I'd love to sit down more. Just, I don't know if he, I don't well, let, let, let's go through him one by one. So if you had Gazza in there, yeah. what's the one thing that you'd like to ask him? You could ask him anything. Did uh, Bobby Robson have a word yet? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Why, why didn't Bobby Robson have a Probably that. Oh, that that whole feeling about how it must have felt as well. You're going to miss out on the, on the on the final and just still. How did you keep your head with it? And you see, and yeah, that really that that was. I can remember crying, crying on the doorstep of my house, Italian ninety, with, with when he was crying. I remember that. <laughs> Sounds very yeah. sad, doesn't it? But I was like, yeah, I was a young boy then. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that really uh, did uh, did Lineker manage to get Robson to have a word with you? Uh, who else? Uh, Spurs managers. I'd like to sit down with Hoddle. To be honest, I think he's. I think he's a very uh, intelligent man. Uh, yeah. So I'd like to sit down with Hoddle. Um, and Ardiles. I'll yeah. tell you what, Ardiles. I've met him a few times, and he's just such a lovely, charming man. So I've got Gazza there going, going mental. I mean, so I need our dealers to calm it all down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and he's just a lovely, lovely gentleman. Um, I've met quite a few of the legends. And he's always, again, did you know I was saying to you earlier about Serge, about the good people just want to hear about you, even even though they're just legends and top lads. That's what our dealers was like as well. Yeah. 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 We, so, we, loved his, we loved his football, didn't we, back in the 90s? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the uh, five up front. That was entertaining. That really was. 
There's not a similar. It's not similar. Although it seems a bit more with it. Uh, what Pastor Godley's doing, he hasn't got Dimitrescu, Popescu, and all them boys to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it seems a lot more controlled this season under Pastor oh, Goglu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. James, you mentioned Glenn Hoddle there. Um, who are your favourite football pundits? Who do you uh, think makes uh, or talks the most sense? And uh, do you do you watch any other sports as well? Favourite pundits? I do like um, Roy Keane. I do like him. I just think he's yeah. very. Uh, matter of fact entertaining almost like a cartoon character in there i do like that i think i think neville's all right but he can get on my nerves and i didn't like the whole thing he did with kane uh, in that overlap thing he did so he went down here in my book with that um i like i do like carragher i think he's good um michael owens most boring person i think i've ever heard on there so that's that's hard and it's hard to take when it's, it seems to be ex-Arsenal always digging Spurs out there. So a lot of the time I'm not really into it, but I, I love Roy Keane. I think he's very, he's like the Simon Cowell of X-Factor on football, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's straight to it, no nonsense. <laughs> you know, now, now you said about Roy Keane, I'm, I'm not going to big your music at, at anymore. I'm going to just say you're doing your job. <laughs> yeah, but that's your job. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Robbie Williams to sing it, but that's your job. <laughs> yeah exactly James what do you think of social media has it been positive for you over the years a bit of both really it's a bit of both I, I tend to not get too involved I, I'll tell you what I did though I kind of didn't know too much about it really I've not really come from that side I mean mm. I've always been like people in the room just deal with that and just make them have a good time so I didn't really know the power of it until uh, maybe the last year um, and it's, it's, it's a bit of both. I guess, I suppose, I guess what everyone goes through, I suppose, it's a bit of both, isn't it? You, gets, you get everyone's opinion thrown at you, but you're supposed to. And it's like, it, it depends how you, your attitude to it in the end. And it's, it's, it's water for ducks back really now after so, many, so long. It's like, there's so much more positive that if there is any negative, which tends to kind of come from rival fans and stuff, it's almost part of the game. So it used to be, I got in a point, I think, at the start where, because I've never really um, been through social media stuff apart from with the band. I was thinking, what's going on? I thought it was like, it was like a quite a strange um, platform, I think, at first. Um, it seemed to blow up quite quick, which was good. But you could get thrown into like a washing machine with it if, if you get too carried away. So I just took a step back. I made a decision to take a step back and kind of use it for connections like I love using your connection with the fans yeah. uh, and like there's a for example on the back of social media I've got this been speaking to this guy um and he does stuff with is it Richard Cracknell I think his name is and there's another guy and he's doing these curry nights that I think are really cool for like real Tottenham fans and this is the things I'm interested in and that's that's come off the back of social media and chatting it's, it's so much good stuff to it so as long as you've got like keep your own sort of like sort of filter as it is up, take it for what it is. Now I, I, I love it. I'm just like just just get in and out, just do what you need to do, make the right connections, um, talk to the right people. Now I'm doing this like they're going to do his curry night with the real fans, and I love something like that over probably quite a lot of stuff because he's going to be sat there amongst the proper Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's yeah. so many rewards from it, mate. That, um, it far outweighs any. Any bad stuff, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's a very important tool, and I think it's the future as well. So, yeah, using it in the in the correct manner is the best way for that. James, what's been your best ever Spurs goal that you have seen, either live or on the TV, and the goal that you have probably celebrated the most and gone absolutely berserk? You know, it has just meant the world to you. What is the one goal that you can really remember? Mora. That, that hat-trick goal for me is just like it's, like I said, I ended up in a garden totally sober, not knowing what the hell. And I didn't know how I got out there. I just can't yeah. work that out. I can't work that body out-of-body experience where everything's just so crazy, so yeah. happy, so elated, completely on my own, not a drop to drink, stuck in a garden, had my top off, didn't even remember taking it off, screaming around in a garden. There is nothing else in the world that would do that for me. Nothing would, would make me do something like that. Nothing. 
<laughs> so that was just a moment that I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget. Uh, Gaza's free kick against Arsenal. I was grounded at the time. So I remember being grounded and uh, my dad let me uh, go out. I was screaming so much. <laughs> he let me go out and I went straight around to my other mate's uh, house uh, to watch the rest of the final. I remember that because that was, I was screaming at that at the telly so much. Um, so that, yeah, them, them two really stick in my mind. But um, yeah, the Amora goal, definitely. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if that'll be tops. Hopefully. I'll tell you what, I, I was actually one of the lucky fans to be in that stadium that night, oh, that Lucas Mora incident. And I don't know, I, I, I just remember just like freezing. I just like couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was just an incredible moment. I still look back at that night and just have like really um, hazy memories of that that evening of just, yeah, it was just so surreal, as you say. Um, it just, that's amazing. What was it like after afterwards when you... Incredible. Up? You realise this is incredible. Like, walking out the stadium, you go down, you've got all the Spurs there. That yeah. incredible, incredible, and, and and even getting back to the hotel um, early hours of the morning, couldn't sleep, didn't have any sleep. Got on the flight uh, the next day, coming back, it was just unbelievable, amazing. But it's just a shame that we didn't lift that trophy, no. which uh, you know we've been starved of trophies uh, supporting both um, Tottenham Hotspur and England. So hopefully. You know, they will come along at some point in the very near future. Um, James, last question for you. What's next for you? Um, what's what's your goal? What's your target? What's your ambition? What are your hopes for 2024? What's next for me is I... Um, playing at the stadium is like a dream job. So it's it's... What's next for me is almost kind of decided by um, the team and the fans. And I quite like it like that it's like uh, I'm not in control of it really um I'm just that's my job I'm just doing my job so I'm just there <laughs> just doing that and then it's, it, it, it's nice to have especially on the moments like like this the up moments with Foster Coglu that things are decided out, out of my control a little bit and I like it so what's next for me is going to depend on the team's performance and, and the fans but I just <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep um throwing songs out there, throwing stuff out there for for the fans and uh, whatever's taken is taken and whatever isn't, isn't. I mean, I've had some great memories myself from it, but it's, it's if you write it for yourself, you're not, you're not doing the right thing. I'll write, it, I'll write it for whoever wants to take it on. Do you know what I mean? I'll write it for, if it's the Tottenham fans or it's members of boy bands, I'll, uh, Whoever wants to take it on, they can have them. Um, but yeah, I just, so it's, it's very loose, if I'm honest, mate. I, I like, I love the fact that um, the club have reached out. I love the, the fact that the club have said they're happy with everything that I'm doing. I love what I'm doing and what I'm bringing to the club. So maybe coming off the back of that, this is it's nice. So just seeing what what the chats are like with those guys and and how we can move forward there. Um, but. I have no plan other than like just uh, um, helping the fans feel good on match days and just throwing some stuff at them to make them feel good. Because again, these tours that I've done with Kasabian and these stuff that I've done in the band, nothing comes even close to the feeling of the Spurs fans singing my lyrics. Nothing comes close to it. So that just keeping involved in that as much as possible. James, how can people get involved if they have, uh, you know, some ideas for some lyrics for a song? Um, is, it, is it still the case that people contact uh, Spurs song sheets and go through them? No, no, I'm, whatever they want to do. Like, I'm, I'm definitely all ears. It's, it's for the fans. So this thing is for them. It's not yeah. uh, I've got this monopoly of, like, I, I just enjoy writing. Yeah, I love it. But it's, uh, it's not a case of that at all. Like, there was a... Um, a friend of mine that had, um, he plays at the stadium as well, Jamie Roach. He's come up with something that's was real fun. So we, we were like, he's like saying, I do this, do that, and I'd give him credit for this, and we're trying this or whatever. Like, it's not a case of keeping hold of something. For me, I think the best thing to do is to have like a almost like a community of like things that people can get involved in and, and write and have fun. So there's a few guys on. Uh, we are Tottenham TV had done a thing and they, he sent me his lyrics and said, can I have a little play with that? And I'll just muck around and I'll have a little look. And I, I don't know if I can just go through everything 
like I don't know the thing from my side is I don't want to feel bad like I don't want to get not get back to someone I don't want to say oh I can't do that one that's the only awkward part from my side like it's not a case yeah. of, do you know what, do you know what I mean like it's, and, and if I was to say I can't do it it just means I can't do it because I can't turn it into and I've tried but from a point of view of getting fans involved I think that's the way forward I think it's like a case of building something that if you're coming back from you want to have the best atmosphere in a stadium. That's what must my end goal. So whatever, whoever does that, whoever's involved in that, that's it it's for me. Helping the state, the stadium atmosphere to get them three points. That's all. That's all we're doing. That's my job. But coming back from that, however that comes about, it shouldn't have like any ego or like monopoly to it. It should be whatever's best. And I think the fans decide that. So fans should be part of the whole thing. You know what I mean? James, you're going to um, perform another song for us to uh, play out the show. Um, but before we do that, where can people find you on social media and uh, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks? So I'm on this one, Voice of Spurs, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, and next, I am playing at uh, White Hart Bar at the stadium, which is East Block, Level 5, Block 525. And from what I'm hearing, there should be a few, maybe a few cameras knocking about and stuff there. there. But the club are in contact with me about it, basically. I don't really know too much about what's happening. And I'm not going to, not getting too pushy. I don't get like that. I'll leave up to them. But there should be something going on. So come and bring, uh, bring your loudest voices. Um, I've got some, I've got a few new ones on the go. I've got stuff I want to throw for Madison, see if he's, he can take to a few. Again, it's going to be up to the fans if they take it. I've got a few for uh, I've got Mickey van der Ven, Udogi. Um, yeah, just a f- I'm going to try a few things out, basically. Uh, and obviously, the classics um, the fans have always been singing all these years as well. Have you got a song yet for Vicario? No, but I'm getting close to it. And uh, I've got a few ideas. I won't tell you exactly what it is yet, but I've got a few ideas. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely brilliant, isn't he? I know he's called he's called Venom, isn't he? He's, I mean, a lot of known these nicknames Venom, but because yeah. uh, that might be a little bit easier to rhyme than Vicario. But I don't know. Yeah, I've got I've got a few ideas. Yeah, well, we look forward to uh, to hearing all of these ideas. You know, turning them into songs. But um, James, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks so much, and uh, I look forward to having you on another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast after a game in the very very near future. Um, you've been a great guest, as I said. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to another song. I'll, uh, I'll do a classic, I'll end on a classic if that's all right. We look forward to it. James, I'm sure many people will come over and say hello on Saturday afternoon at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as we face Sheffield United. And of course, I'm sure that place will be rocking after we get the three points in the Premier League uh, and remain unbeaten until we go into that North London derby at the Emirates. That's going to be a good one. Um, James, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you here. And thanks so much for uh, tuning in, everyone, um, either on YouTube or uh, the audio version. And uh, we will be back on Saturday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as uh, we face Sheffield United. So I will see you there. Until then, come on, you Spurs.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.